Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Baby, that rose tattoo sure looks good on you. It makes me smile and it feels worthwhile That when we meet it's such a treat To see that rose tattoo on you Oh, there's such a way you look at me through this lens Can we be friends? Even now in my bed you're in my head And I can't ignore my heart Oh baby, this rose tattoo Sure looks good on you How long have you been here? It's such a treat to see you in my feet With your rose tattoo and charm Oh, lying here, I think about fear and I push it aside Because love doesn't hide I want to reach out to you and say that it's time to rhyme Together, you and I Oh, baby, that rose tattoo sure looks good on you It makes me smile and that's fun That when I see you there with your sable hair And that rose on your arm I feel your wit and your charm And it turns me on Oh baby, that rose tattoo sure looks good on you It makes me smile and it feels worthwhile That when we meet, it's such a treat To see that rose tattoo on you Hello friends, hello and welcome to this week ahead episode of the show This is a timeless show, so this will be indicative of energies for the week ahead of whenever you find this. However, it is also filled with the energies of when it's being recorded and created. So before we get into all of that goodness, I want to welcome you in to this sacred space with me. If you're a new listener, settle in. As we bring through the energies of what we can expect for the coming week. Thank you for joining me here. If you're returning show family member, thank you for continuing to come back and hang out with me as we... (laughs) Go on this journey together. If you've been here a while, you know it's been quite adventurous and quite interesting. 
So before I get into what we're going to do today, I want to just wrap us all in love light and light love. Inviting in the guides who overlight this show, Archangel Michael and Archangel Metatron to join me here, as well as any other guides who want to step in and join us on this little magic journey. What we'll be doing today is reading a new chapter from Maybon and Murder. This is our Bringers of the Light series. Um, it's a book series that's free to read on ebook. Um, all the links to everything I talk about here on the show or in the show notes, the description of the show. I want to welcome you no matter where you're coming from, be it a podcast platform or YouTube. I love all my family members. Right before the show started, we played Rose Tattoo. just want to acknowledge that song. That is a song I wrote maybe about a month ago, and we played it on an episode of uh, WBAT 44 AM, which is my little just kind of pretend radio show um, where I get to play like DJ and just put some creative stuff on there, poems and just different fun stuff. And we haven't done an episode in a while of that, just something kind of fun to listen to. And I do have one, another one kind of waiting in the wings, but um, Rose Tattoo is a fun song. I really like that. <laughs> um, so it just wanted to be played again, I guess is where it's coming from. I have lit our Samhain candle. If you are new here, we had a, we have a magical um, intention candle that we lit at Samhain and we are working with it until it's gone. And I would say it's maybe a quarter of the way burned down. I don't constantly burn it, only when I'm called to. Um, and when I am, there's little magical things in the wax that show up and show themselves to me. And this morning in the wax, I saw an owl and I saw star seeds. Like I saw a form that looked to me like, you know, E.T. or whatever, and I was like, okay, that's my starseed family. So I didn't see, like, starseeds, potentially. Anyway, so, and then when I was out on my walk this morning with my dog, I heard an owl in the trees, and I have not, owl is one of my totem spirits, and I have not heard that an owl, I have not been in proximity to an owl, that it's made itself known to me in quite some time now, so I was really ex excited to hear that. We are going to read the incantation that, that we channeled in on Samhain when we first lit this candle, um, just because it may have special meaning to you, and it also surrounds the energy of whenever we, when this candle is lit. This is kind of the energies that come in. But the channeled message was, this light shines bright in the dark, the words you will feel in your heart, a witch's broom. Voices from the tomb, allow them to assist. The time is now. The words will reveal a secret for you in the bell's final peal. Now, let me just check in. I also have the Morrigan here. So she doesn't typically show up unless we're dealing with like a lot of maybe shadow stuff. And I don't necessarily expect that everyone listening listens to every episode, but we did do an episode on the 1111 Gateway. Um, all of these episodes, you can just scroll back in the podcast 
or uh, they're in recent uploads on the homepage of my YouTube channel. Um, but we talked about the fact that this particular 1111 gateway kind of was a jumping off point, but potentially could still be running two timelines at the same time. You're still, you're bringing in all the magic of like new that wants to come to you and magical blessings, but you may still be dealing with old stuff, kind of like an out with the old in with the new kind of thing. And um, I'm going to ask the guides here to just, if they're channeling through me, just let me stay focused on what folks that are listening need to hear most in this now so that, you know, we get the highest vibe messages. I affirm that we're all on our highest timeline, highest trajectory, highest vibrational frequency available to us in this now moment based on our enlightenment, our pure and true organic ascension, our awakening, your spiritual path, whatever you want to call it. Also, 100% of what's said here may not resonate 100% with, with you or each, with, you know, with you at any given moment. Just take what resonates, leave the rest. Just because something is said doesn't mean that, it, that everything that's said is meant for you on your journey. Um, sometimes I'm guided to watch something and it's like one sentence the person says out of the whole thing is like the thing that I needed to hear. So open up your master eyes and your master ears. You're not really looking at me this time because we're not doing a video on this one. We're just doing an audio, but open up your master ears, invite in your own guides to join you as you listen to this, as we always invite you to do, because we are in sacred space. This is a safe space for you to get messages of your own. Um, you know, play along. So I encourage like play <laughs> along with me. So I'm pulling car, I'm going to be pulling some cards and I'm going to be reading this chapter and we're going to go through the metaphors in the chapter that we're going to read from the, what I just channeled in this morning from Maybon and Murder. And we're going to break down the metaphors of what that means for the coming week. Um, this Friday, so I'm recording this on a Saturday, the, um, I don't know what it is. I think the 13th. Of November, this coming Friday, the 19th, is our first eclipse of the kind of fall winter season of 2021. Um, a very special one, and we're going to have a, a, a show that's going to have a show all its own. We're not even going to dive necessarily into that yet, but we do have um, <laughs> as a teaser the theme that we'll be working with for that. Because what's because you're already going to start feeling the energy now. Um, Spirit said tomorrow, so Sunday. So if you're listening to this when it drops, then Sunday. And again, if this this is timeless, so this could just mean that you know an eclipse could have already happened when you're listening to this, but you're still tapping into those magical energies of of something of of what we're talking about. It doesn't necessarily have to be that particular eclipse. It could just be something coming in for you. But just as a teaser, that show is going to be around the theme of the miracle of Isis, miraculous healing of the goddess, lifting a load that is too heavy for you to heal on your own, surrendering to the divine with a rainbow messenger, the goddess Iris coming in. So that's going to be a very special episode that we'll be recording probably towards the beginning of next week um, because it sounds like starting in the next day or so, we're already going to be tapping into the energies of that. And I've seen that come out in the story that we're going to read as well. Um, in the chapter, anyway, the chapter that we're going to read. 
and I'm going to pull out and just get us, I'm going to pull out Bubble Bubble and get us a couple of cards from Bubble Bubble. And then we might do some healing because as I'm recording this right now, I feel like a lot of excitement energy in the collective that's listening to this, but it's bordering a little bit on anxiety and it's making me feel like a lot of butterflies in the stomach, which is kind of fun, but can be somewhat distracting. So we want to really just like bring that down. So let's just deal with that first before we go any further. Let's just have you all take a deep breath. So obviously you want to be in a space where you can kind of sit still for a minute, not be moving about to get the most out of this. Now you don't have to accept this healing energy, but I always assume if you're here listening to this, then you want this type of thing. Otherwise, why would you be here? And if you're, you know, if you're just, you know, whatever. So if you don't want it, you don't have to have the healing energy. I guess I shouldn't assume that. I always go back to this story of um, why they're taking me back to the story. I don't know. But um, way back when I went to um, intuitive, angel intuitive training, way back with Doreen Virtue before her whole thing. Um, we were doing a, um, it was an in-person one. We were doing a, an exercise, the whole group. So it was about 300 people in the room. Um, and, uh, so everybody's there, right. To get trained on being an intuitive and not that we necessarily needed to training, but we needed to remember who we were. And so, you know, we were magical, we we're healers, we we're intuitive psychics, whatever you want to call it. And we were doing an exercise. So you would go and you would kind of find somebody to partner up with or spirit would, you know, end up partnering two people together that needed to be partnered together. And I'm sitting down with this girl and, um, you know, I, I guess it was some sort of healing. And I, cause I remember, um, spirits saying, you know, she had something in the heart chakra that needed to be cleared. And so we're there, right? They we're there for healing. The person's there for healing. They're in front of me. And, I'm sure this happened now as some sort of spiritual lesson so I could continue to bring it up to you guys every time I need, every time they need me to do it. But I remember saying, you know, let's clear, do we want to clear this, this thing in the heart chakra? And she actually said, no, I want to hold on to that. I don't want to clear it. And so that was that. It's like this session ended. So I should never assume that because you're here and we're doing healing that you want that healing. All And folks may say like that's for your best. Oh, I see a cat going. Um, that's for your best and highest good or whatever. And you may be whatever, afraid, unable, not sure what would happen if you let this thing go or whatever the case may be. So we're not going in as deep as that particular session. Um, this is more, let's clear out some of this anxiety that I feel like across the whole, why they it's the Palladians are here. Why they call it the bread basket. Okay, so if you ever played that game Operation, the one with the person where you have to go in with the tweezers and like take out the little stuff, isn't it like bread basket or something? It's one of the little like things you have to remove or do something in that area. So <laughs> such an old fashioned term. I've not heard bread basket, but it's across like the, the solar plexus area. And we just want to, as I'm saying this, you're going to kind of laugh. And we just want to kind of like release that anxious energy. I'm invoking a violet fire next to you. Um, 
you can do that yourself too. I mean, you're just as magical a creator as I am. Um, you are a soul. Part of your abilities are creation and co-creation with source and with spirit. And so we've done this test before. I don't, I guess I could do it again if you're new here, but you just invoke a violet fire. You just say there is a violet fire next to me. A violet fire is used to transmute lower energies. And just like, we're going through some remedial exercises here. Just kind of like clear the energy from your hands, like slap your hands together a couple of times. Press each palm with your thumb to kind of get your palms activated. And I want you to take your left hand and there's nothing on the left side of you because I created, we created this violet fire to the right side of you. So I want you to just feel the energy on the left side of you, like go up and down with your palm and it's like, do you really, do you feel anything there? And like for me, my palm just kind of goes up and down and there's not a whole lot going on, on the left side of me. Now we invoked a violet fire to the right side of you. That's a very high vibrational spiritual flame. And take your right hand and just feel into the energy, like take your right hand up high, like head level and bring it down. It's like, do you feel something like maybe pushing, I don't want to like influence you, but do you feel anything that feels different about your right side versus your left side? Like for me, I feel a pushing back. Um, and if I like stick my hand in it, I can kind of feel warmth around my hand, even though it's not a fire that's for warmth. It's a fire of transmutation. Um, it, it, it's there. And if you are very um, clairvoyant, um, you can see it there to the right of you. It's there. We created it. And now when we want to release lower energies, rather than just dumping them off anywhere, um, like spiritual pollution, <laughs> because we're releasing lower stuff, we want it to transmute it. So we typically use like the earth. You can send those down into Gaia. You can send um, lower energy to be transmuted into salt water or the violet. You can use spiritual flames. Violet fire is only one type of spiritual flame that transmutes. But we just want to, let's take a deep breath and breathe into your heart space. Just breathe out and see someone you love in front of you someone or something that you love in front of you. Just feel how much you love that someone or something. Now bring that loving energy that you feel for that up, up from your heart, up through your throat, up through your third eye, up to the crown of your head and stay on the crown of your head. Put your whole focus on the crown of your head. The crown of your head is now saturated with divine golden light, just sitting on the top of your head. I want you to bring your hands up and point them kind of outwards, like away from you, away, like out into the room per se. And be aware of the, your hands at the bottom of your feet and the top of your head. We're bringing down through your crown this divine golden light that's going to saturate your entire being, all of your auric fields, coming down through all of your chakras, 
and loosening up anything that is not for your highest and best good that includes this anxious excitement energy because well it's fun to be anticipatory um, it's not good to have your nervous system rest, running on like a high mode like that for, for periods of time. So allow, just be in, just allow. That's all you have to do. You don't have to try to visualize what's happening unless you want to. Just allow this healing to happen. It's coming down. This divine energy is coming down through your crown. It's clearing your crown chakra and your third eye back in front. It's clearing your zeal point chakra at the base of your skull. It's going down through your throat, clearing your throat. It's clearing your heart, front and back. This divine golden light energy is now saturating your solar plexus back and front and removing, dislodging, and shaking loose anything that is not of your highest good. Divine golden light is moving down through your liver and gallbladder, totally saturating it in divine gold healing light. Moving down through your sacral chakra, down through your root, totally saturating your root chakra and your tailbone. Just allow the energies to move through you. What they're going to be doing is as they leave your field, they're going to be moved off into the violet fire that's next to you and transmuted and disintegrated there. So continue to keep your hands up. Just keep your awareness on your crown, your hands and the bottoms of your feet. And I want you to chant with me just one, one time here to help further dislodge these energies. I'm going to chant Om, and some of you may also want to chant Om with me, and there's others of you who may have your own personal harmonic frequency or light language tone or toning that you want to chant in place of Om. And what this Om is, is one of the highest vibe frequencies out there for clearing negative energy. So if we're using sound harmonics in addition to golden light and violet fire. So let's take a deep breath and we're going to chant. So ready? Take a deep breath. I'm watching, I'm watching this energy as it's continuing to work. And when it's done, it'll tell me it's done. But what I want to do is as that energy is draining through you, draining out, all the, all the energy you don't need is draining out. We're now going to fill you with some, you're filled with golden light, which is already super high vibe. But we're also going to bring in a little secret, <laughs> secret potion of just additional high vibes to help, help you. Why are they saying that? Come on, baby, light my fire. Why is that? Why is Jim Morrison here? <laughs> Gotta set the night on fire. Okay. 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> okay. Chinyarakire arichur de derakar de hetor de delinyarakire arichur de de miorakar de derakar Okay, that feels much more balanced to me now. So there may be energy that your body can't fully absorb. You've gotten a lot of energy. It may have felt like it's, what did she do? It only took a minute, but we got a lot of spiritual energy going on here. So we want to ground you as well. So you're fully grounded. So take your hands and be aware of your hands, the bottom of your feet and your tailbone and project using the hands, bottom of the feet and the tailbone, golden light down into Gaia and see it going down, way down, down. We're rooting and grounding you now. Saturating Gaia with golden energy. And blessing Gaia. Blessing all beings with peace and prosperity and wellness and faith and trust and hope, divine guidance, empowerment, divine wisdom, joy, love. Sending all of that all of those blessings down into Gaia to be dispersed to all beings. Okay, when you're ready, I'm going to thank the Violet Fire for joining us here for its, for its service work as a sacred tool of alchemy. I'm going to release the Violet Fire next to myself and next to each one of you. And if you want, as an experiment, you can kind of put your palms together and do that little thing, kind of feel now, feel to the left side and feel to the right side. And there's a little experiment, the little violet fire is gone. And you can recreate that yourself anytime. You don't need me to do that for you. So now, now I feel better. <laughs> I feel like we're in a good space. And Jim Morrison, okay, it was so funny. Jim, I don't know why he's, who knows why. <laughs> Sometimes these folks pop in, but the person I really wanted to channel, maybe one day we'll do that, is I love John Candy. I really, all of his, all of his movies and stuff, and he was just like a big kid at heart. Um, I would love to channel him and just play with him one day. I think we have to be outside because I feel like he would have us kind of jumping around and moving around and doing some fun stuff. So maybe that's next. Like all these healing episodes and all these like divinatory episodes are fun, but I do like to channel. I do like to do other stuff like the radio show and um, bringing in some of my favorite people. I know when we did it, when we were heavily into like Twin Flame episodes, we brought in Tina Marie and Rick James, like totally, you know, some kind of off the wall you wouldn't suspect, but that was a really good episode. And we've talked to Princess Diana before, and we've talked to Bob Ross, but we've never talked to, I really want to talk to John Candy. And he, every time I see him, my son and I watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is our Thanksgiving um, tradition to watch certain shows. And um, every time I just look at him, he just looks like he'd be really fun to hang out with. All right, I've got four cards from the Bubble Bubble deck. 
and you know it's funny I don't I don't know why I think about saying this like I love all my card decks like I've shared with you for those that are new though like 90% of the decks I use are decks are my own decks again you can see those there's links if you want to check those out and I just finished doing all the flip through flip throughs on YouTube for what those decks look like just quick little like five to ten uh, they're more like ten minute little flip throughs of each deck that's out there but I'm almost like kind of like okay the season of bubble bubble is kind of wearing off for me a little bit um it's very autumnal but I feel like we're moving into the higher light of the well here it'll be the winter winter solstice but a very high vibe light stuff coming in in December with all the uh, eclipses and stuff and so I'm really working hard to try and finish this um it's a new deck I have coming out called Pleiadian Power I love it so much and it's very winter feeling to me or if you're in the other hemisphere it could be summer but it's very like high light high vibe and just fun with the Pleiadians and I'm kind of ready to stop working with the bubbles not a dark deck but it's just more like Samhain Halloween kind of deck and so I'm really I hope my wish is that I can finish this it's 44 cards and I'm about Maybe a third of the way through, but I'm hoping to have it to us for the holidays so we can start using it for that. But I'm not going to flip over these four cards from Bubble Bubble yet. We're going to read our chapter. There's our magical Catahoula. Catahoula speaks. I'm going to read our chapter from Maybon and Murder. And then we're going to... I will say when I channeled it in this morning... It was, um, it speaks a lot of alchemical magic and maybe that's why um, they had me take you through just feeling the, um, the energy of the violet fire and, and understanding what a magical creator you are because everything that happens in an episode is part of the episode. And what I... What happens here in this chapter is just something of your own making and it's really exciting and it's all about co-creation with spirit. Um, where we left off before, so um, this is going to end up being a book, Maybon and Murder, The Bringers of the Light. If you're not familiar with that, um, they're like light bringers, light workers, light warriors, just like me, just like you. Um, these are channeled fiction stories. They come out via automatic writing. Um, they're all in ebook format. The Bringers of the Light right now is not in paperback. Um, all my paperbacks are on Amazon, but Bringers of the Light I have not put on paperback, but they're all free to read. Um, the chapters right before this, we're on chapter five, and basically what happens is Abigail and Dakar, our divine counterparts, our magical couple, the Bringers of the Light, they are at an autumn festival. Abigail owns a little... Um, pastry shop thing in um, our etheric town of Rockaway Point. Every year she goes to the Autumn Festival at Rockaway Point Fairgrounds and she submits a magical recipe and she usually ends up winning some sort of prize. Um, but at the same time, um, Abigail and Dakar and the members of the Spectrum Book Coven, which is Abigail's coven, are here to um, bring light to the darkness, and they usually foil dark plans. Um, they've done that before in many an episode, along with their coven friends. Right now, they are at the Autumn Festival. Abigail is in a tent preparing a potion, which is supposed to be an entry into the contest, 
She doesn't know what the final ingredient is because her familiar, her raven, Rainicourt, has been the one who is supposed to be putting the final ingredient in, which even he doesn't know what it is. So this is all about alchemical magic. There's a cauldron being used here. If you're familiar with the story of Caridwen and um, the magical brew and the, the owen and the three drops of potion and all that, and even if you're not, you can kind of go look it up, but it's very similar to that, like creating um, alchemy through magical intent. And Dakar, her counterpart in the last um, chapter, had been up in the angelic realms getting some sort of um, divine guidance and an upgrade to his avatar, his physical avatar, so that he could hold more light. And so we had talked about the divine masculine kind of getting an upgrade. So now we're at the magical time, <laughs> this word magical being used so much, but we're at the time where the, the potion, the thing in the cauldron that nobody seems to really know what it is, it's how it's going to turn out. Or guys, this is so metaphorical. You have to already be reading into, reading into this with your master ears, your guides. We, there's something we're creating. There's something we're co-creating with spirit. We don't know how it's going to turn out. Hence the excitement and the butterfly in the stomach thing we were all feeling that we had to kind of clear that before we even started reading this chapter. Something's coming. I think it's just for some of you, you don't know exactly what it is. You just know something, a surprise is coming, but it's like a surprise from source. Something you've been wishing for, wanting, praying for, intending, doing spell work around. Something is coming. Of course, you know, Spirit's going to say soon. So <laughs> we can't interpret anything into the timing. But it feels like it's getting closer. I will say it feels like it's getting closer. So let me read this chapter so that you can kind of maybe get a sense for this too. And then we'll divulge our cards that go along with this. And then we'll wrap things up. So this is chapter five, A Matter of Moments. A matter of moments. See, even the channel, even the chapter is called a matter of moments. And we went back and forth with, I went back and forth with the channeling on this one because I kept wanting to put a matter of minutes and I'm like, and sources, um, and the spirit friends in this story were like, no, remember time, we're not dealing with linear time here. We're dealing with divine timing. And so a matter of moments is the name of the chapter. Abigail was sure that she knew what the final ingredient in her potion slash autumn festival treat was to be. However, just because we think we know doesn't always mean we know. That's a big lesson. <laughs> Gaily festooned tents waved in the autumn air, and the fairgrounds felt crisp as the last of the morning dew melted away in the sunshine. The moment had come at last for the final ingredient— the judging would begin promptly at 12 noon, and that would leave one hour for the brew to simmer. Then, just as she always did every autumn festival, Abigail would unveil the treat to the public. She would say her magical spell and incantations for all who tried the sampling to have a blessed and cherished life full of prosperity and wellness, luck and magical encounters, peace and joy. She went into her tent and closed the flaps, putting up her magic-in-the-making sign so as not to be disturbed. Wainicourt had been waiting patiently, instructed by a higher power to proceed when ready. It was of the utmost importance that Abigail not see the final ingredient. She could not know what the magic was before it was time. 
Rainicourt had been wondering himself how he was going to pull this one off. Late the night before, he had shifted into human form and taken a basket and some shears into the forest. He had been instructed to walk twenty paces and then bend down and feel around. There would be something on the ground that he needed to sever and place in the basket. Feels very shamanic. Overnight, this something would take on a different form, and then by morning at 11 a.m., it would be in its final magical state and ready to be administered to the potion in the cauldron. Back in his raven form, Rainacourt pulled back the covering on the basket while Abigail closed her eyes. He gently took the etheric magic in his talon and dropped it in the cauldron. The potion sparked slightly at the touch of the magic and then began bubbling, filling the tent with an aroma so enticing that Abigail said, Yum! out loud to no one in particular. Thank you, Rainicourt, and thank you, Spirit, for these blessings, she said, while placing out the sample plates and spoons and getting the special bowls ready for the judges. Abigail's Pickle Mickle was the formal entry name, but she still wasn't sure what would come out of the cauldron. Rainicourt, now bored with plating food items, left to scout out other wares, particularly a very bright green sword sheath he had seen at the hatter's tent. The air felt a little lighter, and then from seemingly out of nowhere, a presence was felt at the far end of the fairgrounds. Well, hello, Dakar said, tipping his winter cap to the gnomes at the gypsy caravans. They had already begun to infiltrate the fairgrounds, weaving their spells of fun and mischievousness to lighten the mood. Dakar reached out to Abigail in his mind. You want to make some fun, he said, knowing that that could be interpreted several different ways. Um, he meant them all, but knew other fun with his woman would have to wait for later. Maybe tonight, another round of naked hide-and-seek under the almost full moon. Um, they hadn't played that in ages. Just as Dakar was reaching Abigail's tent, he felt eyes upon him, and they were following him. Dakar pinged the energy and determined it was nothing major. Probably that pesky Heather happenstance again. He didn't like being followed, but he let her have her fun. Back in the tent, the potion stopped bubbling. Abigail slowly peeked inside the cauldron, a little nervous about what she might find. A concoction that smelled like cherry pie sparkled back at her. And in the center of the cauldron lie a perfectly formed cherry and apple pickle tart, a confection pastry and magical moon pie all in one. Very strange, but she had to trust that this alchemical treat was just what she needed. After all, it had been formed by the magic of her prayers and desires, and that had never come out bad before. Abigail sliced the pickle mickle and spooned small portions into sampling plates. She made the judges tasting plates and then, with a flourish, pulled open the tent flaps and removed the sign. As she smiled and sang, putting out tasting plates, she was warmly greeted by strong arms around her waist. Dakar nuzzled his face in her hair, breathing in the scent of her, this someone he had known for so many moments before in this life and many others. All thoughts of pickle-mickle tart judging and what would happen next in the world faded away as they enfolded each other. All was right in this little world, and that was what mattered most right now, Abigail thought, allowing herself to be encircled 
by all the magical elements that made up their love. Oh, so good, you guys. Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know what metaphors you're getting, but I just, this, it's all really about co-creation with spirit. Um, they're really pointing me back to the, the, the story, if you're interested and you haven't heard it, of um, Caridwen and the cauldron and the three drops and Oh gosh, it's so good. Uh, that that story first came to me as part of my Druid Bard um, training. But is there anything else? All right, let's turn over our cards now to see if there's anything else Spirit wants me to focus on here. Okay, so the first card we get is make your home into a sacred sanctuary, and it's a castle. The second card is oh my god, the second card is excitement. We were just talking about excitement. Whatever Dawn had done, it was over now. She wiped her hands on her apron and made her way out of the crowded restaurant. She was done here. And then why had he lost his best race? Oh my God, I can't talk. This is a story card from Bubble Bubble. So the second part of that card is why had he lost his best waitress? He wasn't sure. Quite possibly the way he treated everyone could have caused this rift. So excitement in this case is in this story card, Dawn. Um, whatever Dawn had done, it was over now. She wiped her hands on her apron and made her way out of the crowded restaurant. She was done here. I swear this is co-creation because she, she's just like Abigail. She was creating something. And even on this card, I'll, I'll put a picture of the card in the thumbnail of the show, but it's a cauldron with three. Oh my God. What am I doing? Three like little, um, it's not three drops, but three little like steam pieces of steam coming out of the cauldron. I can't explain it. And the cauldron is lit by a little fire, but it almost looks like a lotus blossom. And then it does, it does seem to say that she's leaving kind of a bad experience behind or a, an experience that's no longer for her, her highest and best good on this card. Um, because there's this other person involved um, the owner of the restaurant or whatever, and he lost his best waitress. He, he couldn't even understand why. And then, oh, could it be that he probably treated everyone like crap and maybe she just co-created another job opportunity or something out of this and she was like, I'm done here. <laughs> whatever magic she needed to spread there was over. So we have a castle, make your home into a sacred sanctuary with the excitement card. We have this card with beautiful autumn trees. There are messages for you outside in the wild. And the last card is daydream. Oh, you guys, the last card is daydream. So this is kind of about two people kind of dreaming each other into being, so to speak, which is really kind of part of what happens in this chapter. Like Dakar and Abigail, can never really ever stay apart from each other. Even when they're separated, they're always in contact in the 5D. Um, they do a lot of telepathy together here because they're, they're very well connected um, telepathically. And I just like how at the end, it's like once they're, once they're together and they're very playful, you know, these are all things that they manifested in, in a divine counterpart in each other. And we don't even have the story of when they first met. We don't, I don't know what happened, how that came to be. Maybe one day we'll write that story, but we'll channel that story in. But I loved how it's like all this stuff is going on. You know, the judge, things are going to be judged. She's got this magical tart recipe. <laughs> the whole, the stuff of the fairgrounds. Fair and it just didn't seem to matter. 
I just love the last two sentences, like the last, all thoughts of pickle, mickle, tart, judging, and what would happen next in the world faded away as they enfolded each other. All was right in this little world, and that was what mattered most right now. Abigail thought, allowing herself to be encircled by all the magical elements that made up their love. It's just, co it's just like this relationship was co-created with source just like that cauldron and because the last card we got is daydream this is another story card from bubble bubble and it's when brandon first saw penny he couldn't stop thinking about her he wondered if she felt the same way penny needed to know if brandon really cared for her she tried to work up the courage to ask him but all she could do was daydream about what he might say So the energy of this week is you're co-creating something with spirit. This is what's coming up. The when it's all going to be revealed is a little bit different for each one of you. So, of course, it's a matter of moments. It's a matter of moments. I, they keep taking me back to that. So they don't, spirit doesn't want you to think about the road to this co-creation, to this manifestation as minutes, as in linear time. They want you to see it as a matter of moments. All the beautiful moments that go into your life between now and whatever that point in time is going to be, whatever that divine timing is going to be, don't miss out on the moments between now and then. And you, this may be a relationship, this may be a job, this may be something you know of a smaller significance to you. Everybody's manifesting their own thing, but. Um, it's just like, until you get there, the magical moments are something like, take care of yourself. You're going to keep hearing, I keep hearing this all the time, like, no matter who I listen to, right? It's, it's about self-care right now, taking care of yourself. Um, make your home into a sacred sanctuary. So what can you do to kind of spruce up what's around you? Um, maybe it's time to bring more of those elements, sacred elements, into your home, um, expand your horizon out a little bit in terms of the, the what you can magically co-create for yourself. It's not just your internal world, although your internal world influences your external world. But as you continue to rise in high vibe, and I know the people that listen to this podcast and this channel are high vibe folks. I just know you guys are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here because like attracts like. Um, and it's maybe there's some little tweaks you can make, you know, to your outside world to better be a better visual for you of what you feel on the inside. Do you feel the magic inside? I know some, I know you guys do. And I know that you may feel like there's things that cloud that sometimes, you know, doubts, fear, heck, honey, honey, people, whoever, like we all have them, myself included. You know, I've been working through some big stuff over the past couple of weeks too. Like a lot of anxiety about different things that I've had to clear. Um, but 
it's in there. The magic is inside. And just when you may have your moment when you're learning a spiritual lesson, you're clearing or doing healing work or shadow, you know, it's, it's just shadow work like Master Co. I also have to go back to Master Co. Like it's all just energy really, right? Like if we don't want to put a moniker or a label to it, like it's good, it's bad, it's dark, it's light. I mean, it's all just energy we have to deal with. And some of it no longer belongs in our space because we're vibing higher now. We're doing more of our spiritual practice. We're we're staying consistent. We're, we're trying to, we're staying in the light. We're trusting source. We're trusting the divine. We're trusting God. We're having faith. We're asking if we don't have, if you feel like you don't have enough faith, like you just ask to be, have more faith, um, ask to be shown. And sometimes you'll get like little um, lessons or confirmations of like faith in little things. And maybe that helps you build your confidence to have faith in the bigger things. Um, but it's more, it's kind of like getting your space clear or this make your home into a sacred sanctuary too. It's getting your space clear. Um, I do feel like there's this timeline jump that's here with this, uh, this eclipse energy. Um, usually when the guides start having us clear all of our spaces out and especially when they have me start doing healing work, like on the, on the, on the family and, um, the land and stuff. I feel like there's a big jump, another big shift coming in terms of consciousness and our, and your own personal enlightenment. Um, just clearing space for that new to come in. Excitement energy is here, but, um, don't, it's best not to let yourself stay in that like overly anticipatory state for too long of a period of time, because it does, it's, it's not an even keel. It's, it's not a place to be um, it kind of, it, it leaves you unable to focus on certain things. And I did notice during these chapters of leading up to this, um, this one that we read, Abigail, I never once really saw that she ever got overly off center. Um, even when she didn't know the final ingredient, she just, she just trusted that it was going to be what she needed. And I never really saw her course of course, you know, <laughs> These are spirit friends that are like perfectly balanced usually, but I never really saw her go off keel um, and go too far out of her, out of her zone. And another way to help with that is the third card. We got there are messages for you outside in the wild. Messages are all over the place. Um, I think just personally, they're all fun, like stuff I see in social media. So everything source Source is all, is omnipotent and all powerful, right? So if you think that, you know, so your social media feed is outside of Source's realm of influence, well, you've got another thing coming because it's all just energy, okay? So when you open your, your YouTube feed or your social media feed and you see something and you're like, oh, that's odd. Could that possibly be meant for me? Everything is orchestrated for your highest and best good if that's what you affirm it to be. And if you want to be shown messages and confirmations and stuff, you know, then they're going to show up wherever they need to show up. Um, we've talked about this before. Um, but sometimes the most fun ones are, are just nature beings just showing up, you know, unexpectedly. <laughs> And I always love the story. We're, we're going to close in just a second. But I always love the story. It was like an Abraham Hicks one. She was telling a story about like her and Jerry. and They were out like walking a tr little trail. Oh, I love them so much. I love you guys. Um, 
they were walking a little trail or something and out outdoors somewhere and some creature, I don't remember the exact creature, some bird or something like showed itself and you know, her, she got all excited and then she pulled Jerry over and he got all excited and they were like, you know, oh my God, I can't believe this, whatever it was showed itself and oh my gosh, they were just like, <laughs> like so enamored by whatever it was and the message that it was bringing. And then she said that the, the creature kind of, the, 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 the animal kind of said, have you seen enough now? <laughs> kind of like, all right, you got your confirmation or kind of like, have you seen enough now? Um... I <laughs> know that's just funny. Sometimes I get that too with the animals. And then the last one I do want to focus on is daydreaming. So there's messages outside for you in the wild. So get outside, get off your device as much as you can. I don't have to like harp on that too much because you guys know that's one of my big things. Um, and then this daydream card. So this is another way to co-create um, in addition to setting intentions. Um, prayer. Um, it's just to daydream. So that's kind of like using your third eye um, for visualization and manifestation. Um, you're dreaming something into being. Um, and it wouldn't be there to be dreamt into being if it wasn't part of your... Um, oh yeah, we must have Abraham here. This is part of your <laughs> what's in your vortex. Because when I start using words like vortex, it's always like Abraham Hicks. Um, if it wasn't in your vortex. And the timing. Okay, I, they do want me to speak to this one more thing and then I'll get back. So you can get all the confirmations you want or could ever need um, about whatever you're trying to manifest. So you could sit down and you could say like, I need, because I just tell spirit sometimes like I need more confirmation, especially when I'm feeling kind of low and I'm like, oh my man, is my manifestation ever coming? But confirmation is just confirmation. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with timing, okay? Um, divine timing, they're not gonna, you're all you're basically gonna get is soon. Every now, I'll, sometimes I'll get a range of time. Um, usually the long point is like an 18 month time frame. I've never had source give me like, it's going to be 10 years from now. I'd be like, why are we even bother talking about it now? But usually when it's a big change, um, spirit will say it's a 12 to 18 month time frame. And if you are like, okay, I'm going to continue with this manifestation because you have free will choice. You don't have to choose to do that. Then what I found happens during that 12 to 18 months is you get prepared for whatever's coming. And it's not always easy. It's not just I get prepared for like, what happens when like a guest is coming in, right? You have to prepare. And so you may be cleaning stuff up. Um, you may be getting your space in, in order, which is make your home into a sacred sanctuary. Um, there may be healing work that has to be done. There may be lessons, spiritual lessons that have to be learned. Um, a whole slew of things. So I'm not saying 12 to 18 months necessarily is, is what's happening here. I'm just saying that that's usually the long point for some of these bigger manifestations. And it does feel like for most of you, these things that are coming, these, these blessings, whatever you're co-creating that's going to manifest itself, quote unquote, soon, is something that's been in the making for a while now. And you've been getting prepared all up until this point to get to this point. But now... You're in a state of um, basically waiting for the magical potion to finish. 
um, for the alchemy to take place and for the um, divine orders to be given. Interesting. So that means source is going to move it, move people in like a chessboard source. Spirit is going to start, divine timing is going to start moving people around. Like they're showing me like, even though I don't know how to play chess, they're showing me like a chess game, like moving people around, like ch moving chess pieces around the board to start lining things up for the next steps to start taking place. So right now, if you still feel like you're in that dreamy state and you're still trying to, you're still getting butterflies about what what's going to happen next, like just like chill it all out and just bring yourself back into a calm-centered state. And when it's time for you to, if it's if you're the one that has to take action, you will be divinely guided to take action. There'll be no doubt about it. And until then, it's just enjoying all the magical moments that are in between now and that time as best you can. So I want to thank you all so much for joining me here. And we will see you all again in the next episode. Take care. This episode has been brought to you by Rockaway Point's newest veterinary clinic, Posh Pets. Clark Witherspoon and his familiar poodles are here to help you with all your healing needs. Be it a toenail trim or a hairball tummy trouble healing session, we have everything you need at Posh Pets.